0: Blog talk Radio.
1: are you ready for honest conversation on a variety of transformative topics such as courage, integrity self-love, strength, balance if so, you're in the right spot join Mildred Lynn popular SoulVox Live hosts John Carousel and High C. Lumpners and a variety of guest panelists as they tackle tantalizing topics let's talk about airs the second Monday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific time, so mark your calendars. And now, let's join today's Roundtable moderator, Mildred Lynn McDonald.
0: We have a very intriguing topic for our Roundtable. I'd like to welcome my co-host, John Carousella.
1: Good morning.
0: Deb Carousella. Good morning. And Hi C Hello. Hello. I'd like to throw out to John and Deb and Hi-C a question about discernment and invite them to share with us where they get their information, what is their trusted source of information or trusted sources of information, and what characteristics, why is this a trusted source of information? So anybody want to jump right in there?
1: Uh, you know, Mildred, Lynn, this is an interesting It's an interesting problem, a dilemma for people today. And what makes it really complex is the fact that the Internet is such a huge source of information. There's so much accessible through the Internet. You know, it used to be we'd have our three major television channels and the New York Times and your local newspaper. And that's where we got our information. But that's not true anymore. The diversity of sources of information has exploded. Primarily, it's accessible through the Internet, and the ownership of the traditional media sources has been consolidating more and more. So there's fewer and fewer independent voices in traditional media, and there's more and more recirculation of content that happens over the Internet. You know, I have a lot of opinions, and I have an activist bent, and I want to share important things with the folks who are connected to me. So I find that I feel obligated to not just take an issue and post it and share it, but go back to the original source materials before I do that. I feel like you have to actually not take what some blogger said as true, not take what some promotional site or some cause site has said to be true, but actually look at what they're saying, find out the source, go read the legislation, for example.
0: Well, that sounds like fun, John.
1: It's not fun. It's not (laughs) fun. It's a drag, right? But see, this is what happens is Mm -hmm. if you don't do that, you run the risk of absorbing information that is really based on other people's opinions and other people's agendas. You know, the media is no longer about providing information. The media is about generating profit. You know, news organizations, investigative reporting has been so slashed and dumbed down. And now it's all about can you capture the readers to make it worth the advertiser's money? Mm -hmm. And it's become a profit instrument. It's no longer an institution that's trying to serve.
0: So, John, if I was to ask you, what is your trusted source or where do you go to get your information? You dig down as deep as you can. Right, and you're not afraid to go to the legislation.
1: No, right. So, so the so the the vehicle is generally speaking is the internet, mm-hmm. right? But there's no single source on the internet that is reliable. So, I mean, the Huffington Post is something that I get their newsfeed, and I have you know I have my uh, my newsletters that I receive about organic foods and human rights and things like that, and there are some things that I trust like. I trust Amnesty International. I have such a strong bias in favor of organic foods that I don't really need to do primary research on the value of organics. But when there's an issue related to legislation about organics, I feel like I have to get closer to the source material or if a legislator has said something about organics. I can't just take somebody's word for it, you know, what they meant and what they said is being represented fairly. I have to actually go listen to myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, Deb, I know you have a different take on this question.
2: Most of the time, if anything major is going on, I learn of it from friends and from family. And at one point, that meant someone would call me on the phone or I would get an email from someone. Or... But right now, most of my information comes through Facebook or text messaging or something like that. Or email, yeah. Or email. Someone will send me something specific saying, oh, did you hear about, or someone posts something on Facebook about a current event or something that's going on in the media or something that's happening locally in their area. And then I get intrigued or I get involved about wanting to know more about that particular issue, and I might do a Google search on it. I might want to say, you know, it's like, oh, well, something happened in such and such a place. What was that thing that happened? And I'll do a Google search. And then, of course, when you do a Google search, multiple streams of information come up, and I will click through them and see, well, well, this is talking about it from this perspective. That's talking about this particular thing from this perspective. These guys are talking about it, but they're, in my opinion, way, way, way off the wall kind of attitude on it, and I'm not really interested in that. So I do some discernment and some choosing on a very surface level. And most of the time I'm satisfied with, that level of investiture in what's happening, in what's going on, and and how I feel about it. And then I have a tendency to let it go, and I move on with my life. (laughs) 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 So this is an excellent question, and it's an excellent thing for people to think about because, as John mentioned, you're bombarded with information from so many places now. That understanding where you're getting the information from and who has the agenda behind it, I think is really, really important for most people. I just am one of those individuals that is very happy to stay a little bit to the sidelines.
0: So it sounds like the amount of energy that you are interested in investing in discernment is directly proportional to the relevance of the topic in your life. Yes.
2: Yeah, and very that's, well said.
0: Yeah, and that's.
2: Yeah, that's just kind of how I how I go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you roll. <laughs> that's how I
0: roll.
1: Well, you-, you know, that's a that's a think global, act local kind of attitude in the extreme. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you for putting it so much more succinctly. <laughs>
0: is one of my trusted sources for information because I know if I do see something from Deb on Facebook, I know her heart and her head are behind it. What about you, see?
3: Well, I'm probably very different than Deb in the sense that I'm an information junkie. And so I probably subscribe to 80 to 90 blogs and check Facebook a few times a day and then there's other websites that I look at and I always want to make sure that I'm current on what's going on in the world but when I do check those things I try to make sure that I don't just have things that represent one particular perspective or bias or belief system versus even if it's opposite of what my particular belief or might be. I try to look at or listen to things that represent the opposite perspective and viewpoint, just so I can hear how other people are perceiving things and talking about things and presenting things. If I read things that are more of like an aggregate kind of place, like Huffington Post, which is really just a report on somebody else's report on something, I will read that to see what maybe is a current topic or issue that's going on, but then I'll try to seek out the source places. So if they say that a particular person said something on their talk show, they may just quote one line or put their particular spin on it, but then I'll go to that person's talk show, even if it's somebody that's very much different than what I might stand for. And, will try to either look at what they've posted on their website or try to listen to an audio portion that has that, what they said in it, but try to hear it in the context they said it because so much gets taken and either edited or taken out of context and then a controversy is made around it when if you listen to the whole thing, it's kind of like, well, it's pretty obvious that's not really what they meant. And sometimes it is, and you're just like, wow, I can't believe they said that. (laughs) Um, But I try to make sure I've at least explored the different perspectives. I also watch and listen to news programs from other countries, particularly France for me, but also other places, because hearing that outside perspective is very interesting, both the approach they take or perspective they have on a particular story, as well as, especially if it's something that involves America, their perspective on America and America's involvement in it can be very different than what we tend to get. Even what we think is the most neutral sources in our country, you still realize there's an underlying, oftentimes nationalistic or patriotic kind of current that just feeds into being from someplace so I try to just make sure I'm taking it in from many perspectives and then forming for for me like in Buddhism you have what's called the middle path you don't go to extremes on either side so I try to come to my own middle path of understanding by hearing both sides of the extreme and then coming to my own place of where is the meeting point for those two extreme perspectives, which may be closer to what the truth could be, rather than one extreme side or the other really being the truth. And for me, that means not living in a bubble and only getting my source from one place or from only those people or places that represent my particular belief or perspective or standpoint, but taking in all sides so that I don't isolate my own thinking and then start to become circular in my thinking because I just get fed what I already think, and so it just reinforces thinking that way rather than being challenged in my thinking or belief.
0: Yeah, then you start to hardwire your brain, and then right. that's all you see. Right.
1: right.
0: Now, I do have a question to throw out there. Do you perceive yourself as a trusted source?
2: I wouldn't necessarily have come to that conclusion about myself. I don't think of myself as a place where I'm actually trying to influence others, I do realize that there is a responsibility when one takes a stand, when one takes a point of view and puts your opinion out there for the public to then see and receive, that you are being an influence. You are perhaps presenting something for others to think about. I usually come from a place of this is something that I found of interest. This is something that I have found moved me. And I hope that maybe others would be also interested and moved to find out more about it.
0: What about you, John, or High C? Do you guys view yourselves as a trusted source?
3: I do. One, because... I feel like I do make the attempt to get all of those various perspectives on something rather than only just from one particular perspective or source to even when I post things like on Facebook. Now somebody could probably see what issues and things are important to me based on the kinds of stories and things that I post on Facebook, but I will post them without comment. So I don't try to color someone's thinking or perception versus I just post the story and then allow them to come to their own understanding, conclusion, perspective on that particular issue or story themselves rather than me having colored it with biased language or Influential language, you know, can you believe this stupid person says that? And <laughs> even that can immediately bias someone before they read the story that already this person's going to be stupid, so I'm going to read it from that way. So I don't put commentary on it. Finally, I also do trust myself as a source because for me, the ultimate filter is my own intuition. So whenever I hear something or read something, I always go to how does that feel for me or how does that resonate for me. And regardless of whether it would be somebody that I would normally agree with or not, if it doesn't feel right, then I'm not afraid to say I'm not in agreement with that. I don't have to be in agreement with that just because normally we see the same way. So filtering it through my own intuition I think also makes it or makes me (laughs) a trusted source. Simply because I'm only putting information out there that I feel has resonated for me on a deeper level as feeling like it's truth or truthful rather than just parroting or mimicking what somebody else has said or told me to believe or standpoint to take on a particular issue.
0: Yeah, that's great, I see. I know I always read what you post, Because I know you go through rigor. You go through an intellectual and heart-centered rigor before you put anything out there. So thank you for doing that. And I'm sure many other people read what you put out there, too. How about you, John?
1: I think I'm getting better at being a trusted source. It wasn't that long ago that I would just rail against topics and I would fall into the, the rhetoric grinder. And... I don't actually think that that's as helpful as when I post with questions, with invitations for people to get involved. I still do take positions, unlike I see I will post with a position, and normally I try to make sure that the position is defensible based on some primary research. But you know, there's there's an interesting question here, which is a trusted source for what? You can trust that I will bring issues to your attention that I feel strongly about. You can trust that there's a reason that I feel strongly about them. (laughs) Whether I'm right is not something I can guarantee. But it is something that I... Usually is something that I feel strongly about. In a way, everybody is a trusted source for the nature of the person that they are. Right, Most folks will post in a way that reflects who they are. So the better you know them, the more you can understand and discern how to receive what they're sharing.
0: On that note, I feel that we have a wonderful opportunity to continue our conversation on a later show. Thank you for
2: joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please join us next time for Amethyst Oracle, divination with a queer twist, with Heisey Ludmers and Charlie Harrington, Tuesday evening at 8 p.m.